Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you and ask for your presence with us. Father, we pray that you send your spirit upon our hearts and our minds to open our ears and our hearts to you, that we may hear the truth of your Son's grace and mercy and the hope that we have in him. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Has your faith ever been tested? Have you ever felt like you don't have what it takes to accomplish what God is asking of you? I'm sure many of you have experienced challenges in your life that have left you questioning, wondering what God was doing. Maybe it was a severe illness or a tragedy or even a challenge to what you felt was your calling. I can't help but uh, recall this past week with the Wisherts and the tree going through their house, that brand new house of theirs, the very same day that they were planning on going on sabbatical and starting their sabbatical. It must have truly been a challenge for them, wondering what was God doing at this time. I can also recall my own calling to plant a church in Kalispell, Montana. My wife and I have felt a call to plant there for over seven years, and we've had an enormous amount of providential occurrences to bring us to the valley. Absolutely amazing things that reflected the hand of God. And yet, at the same time, we felt challenged in almost every turn. First off, we're not Montanans, and, and there's a culture there that no matter, even if you've been there for 30 years, you're still an outsider. My wife and I have absolutely no church planting experience or education. I, I was a chaplain for 16 years and had time in, in established churches before that, but we've never planted a church. In fact, when I was in seminary, I, I made sure that I didn't take any church planting courses because I said I would never be a church planner, but yet here I am. It's also been really hard for us to meet people and make friends. And for the, for the 32 years that I was in the military, I did about 20 different moves. Whenever we went to a new community, we made friends quickly. We had no challenges in making friends. Oftentimes, of course, that was in a military environment. And there were a lot of other military families moving in and leaving, and they made friends easy as well. But I'm not sure if it was COVID or just the culture. It's been a challenge for us to get out and meet new people. In the church plan itself, we've suffered a lot of losses and even rejections. And some of them have been extremely painful and personal. In the end, Melissa and I have often felt totally inadequate to do the job that God has called us to do. And many times we have felt our faith was tested. But interestingly enough, something tells me deep down in my heart that even with all these things against us, we are somehow still called to do the work of Christ in the Flathead Valley in Kalispell, Montana. We are somehow the right people for God's work in that place. Despite all our weaknesses, despite all our inadequacies, he has somehow 
chosen us, of all people, called us, the most unlikely people you could imagine to do his work, to plant a church in northwest Montana. We see the same testing of faith in our gospel lesson. Immediately following Jesus' rejection at his own hometown in Nazareth, Jesus begins to send out his 12, his 12 apostles in pairs, giving them authority over unclean spirits. The gospel said, And he called the 12 and began to send them out two by two, and he gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He charged them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and knots to put on two tunics. The apostles must have felt their faith was being tested, tested the way, by the way that they were being sent out by Jesus. And so far in Mark's gospel, they had not proven themselves to be strong pillars of faith. In fact, the last time Jesus spoke to the apostles was when they were in the boat just, before, just after he calmed the storm. And he did not speak to them very kindly. Rather, he said, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? These men were common men. I don't believe fishermen were part of the upper elite and upper crust of society. And I know tax collectors were not. Except for a short time that they had been with Jesus, they had no formal education, at least not any formal education in the perspective of the religious elite. It seems that Jesus was some sort of minimalist as well. He didn't allow them anything for the journey, no bread, no bag, no money, just a staff and one tunic, a pair of sandals. You know, I thought I was a minimalist when I traveled around Iraq visiting my Marines. I had a backpack, at least, a sleeping bag. I had 20 Bibles, elements for Eucharist, and more importantly than all those things, I had water. And it, water's not even reflected here in the Scriptures. It appears Jesus was insisting that they should not reflect self-sufficiency but rather communal dependency. They had to live that what they believed. They had to live in a way that reflected their faith. He gave them no resources. Instead, they had to rely on the generosity of others, and especially they had to rely on God. Uh, last week I spoke about how God works out of our weakness. Preaching on that passage where Jesus is rejected in his own very hometown, I brought us to the reading of 2 Corinthians 12. But the Lord said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my own weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, calamities, for when I am weak then I am strong. It is out of this weakness that we find our faith. And it is out of this weakness that we also find God working in our lives. And here, Jesus, Jesus even promises his apostles that they would experience the same rejection that he experienced in his own hometown. He prepares his disciples for rejection as well as success, and he tells them, 
Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you depart from there. And if any place will not receive you, and you will not listen to you, when you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. Shaking off the dust of one's feet was a gesture of cursing a place. It symbolizes a complete break from a community. Not a trace of that community will be brought with them. No bread, no water, not even the dust on their feet. And this begs the question, what was Jesus doing by sending out the 12 in this way? Unprepared, unprovisioned, and with a low expectation of success. It sounds to me like it would have been a discouragement, a challenge, a test of faith, a major test of faith. But interestingly enough, we read just briefly, in the end, the 12 were successful. They did not cast out, they did cast out many demons and they, meant it, they anointed many with oil who were sick and healed them. This has, must have been a challenge for these apostles but also an incredible encouragement. Because when they left with nothing, they came back with something. Their strength and faith. For they saw God work in their lives. They saw God work in their ministry. They saw God work through their weakness and their inability. Has your faith ever been tested like this? Have you ever felt like you have, didn't have what it takes to accomplish what God was asking of you. And later, when you were faithful, did God show his power through you? God's purpose in testing our faith is not to punish us or to break us, but rather to increase our faith, to strengthen our faith, to bring us to rely upon him and his power more and more each day, and ultimately to reveal to us the glory of God. Our gospel passage shows us the power to do the miraculous does not depend upon the faith of the messenger, but rather on the authority and power given to us by Jesus. Jesus sent out the underqualified apostles with the power to cast out demons, and they went out in faith and did what Jesus called them to do. Maybe we also aren't underqualified either to do the work of the Lord. Maybe once our faith is tested, we also will see the power of God working in our lives. Has your faith ever been tested? Have you ever felt like you didn't have what it takes to accomplish what God is asking of you? Again, I am sure that, you, that many of you have experienced challenges in your life that meant, left you questioning, wondering what God was doing. I, encourage, I want to encourage your faith today. My prayer for you is this, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, having the eyes in your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe. 
That is my prayer for you today, that he would reveal his power to you, his wisdom, his understanding, to give you that knowledge, to strengthen your faith, and ultimately, in one day, you would be able to rejoice and say, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. I also charge you today to pray that same prayer out of our Ephesians passage that was read. To pray that not only for the Wishers and their time away, that they can come and be renewed by Christ, strengthened by him, and in a way that they could minister more boldly to you upon their return. And I'd also ask you to pray for Melissa and I and our church plant in, Mizzou, in uh, Kalispell, that we too would be able to see the power of God working in our lives, that we would, in our faith, be encouraged in the work that he has called us to do, to bring us strength, that one day we too can rejoice and say, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.